Hi everybody, welcome back to Dollar Dollar Bills, a way of life to build personal wealth and financial freedom. I have kind of a cool topic today to talk to you guys about. It's near and dear to my heart. I have had really conflicted feelings about it for years, but now kind of working and being in that space. I wanted to navigate with you guys a little bit about when and why it might be necessary for you guys to have or hire a financial advisor and just some examples of what that could look like in your personal life, in your personal situation. And just to give you guys a sense of direction if you think you might need to go that route. So the first thing, and I'll talk to you a bit about what generally speaking a financial advisor can do for you. But I think the first couple of things that at least I asked myself when I was approached to this as I started to kind of make more money in my late 20s, early 30s was one, how much do I really care about digging into my own financial situation? And one, what kind of time do I have to dedicate to that? What is my passion around building, creating, and making my assets kind of build upon themselves? And what knowledge do I have to do that by myself? And then what time and energy can I put towards this? And is this something I even really care about? I think everyone to an extent cares about it. They would like to grow their money. They would like to have millions of dollars in retirement. They would like to be able to retire early and comfortably. But I think some people just care more about it generally than others. And it could be a care, it could be a competency, or it could just generally be a time issue that you may not have the time to dedicate to this with a growing family. Maybe you have multiple jobs. Maybe you're building your own business and the financial aspect just isn't something that you can focus on but you don't wanna lose those years of compounding from an investment standpoint, from a strategic standpoint, and so you wanna hire that out. So broadly speaking, a financial advisor helps people manage their money and really map out a plan for their future. And of course, that, that's going to include retirement, right? Some financial advisors can do kind of like a little bit of everything. They have a really wide range of offerings, and some are very specific into, you know, maybe, life insurance or very specific IRAs or very specific investment accounts, whether it's you know traditional taxable brokerage account or otherwise. And a lot of them sometimes have certain products, maybe it's a certain type of annuity that they sell their clients or their customers and then they make money off that. So we'll get into the fees here in a minute, but it could very much be a very niche topic that they focus on and they're the experts in, or it could be a broad variety of things that cover you know the lifetime of a person building their wealth and how to manage that. So a couple of things that financial advisors do is they plot the long-term financial strategy, again, including retirement. They help handle financial matters such as buying a home, you know, any kind of large purchase, saving money for, you know, college education. Again, that's a large lump sum of money that you're going to need in a certain amount of time that's not as long-term as we would expect. Purchasing insurance, estate planning, researching and recommending investment opportunities, and then just managing investment portfolios. So I want to go into when you might want to think about getting a financial advisor and you know when it would be a good opportunity for you depending on your situation because I think there's certain situations where it really doesn't make sense and there's others where it can really benefit you from a individual standpoint. 
So before you say, yes, I need a financial advisor or no, I don't, you need a clear picture of your own finances and where all your money is, what you're making, what you're bringing in, what's going out the door every month, some of your goals. So some of your general goals, short-term, mid-term, long-term goals, what all that looks like. And then that can help determine, do I need someone to help me plan for all these things? The first thing that you want to start looking at is like, what is your net worth? So calculating that out based on one, your income and what you're saving a month, where those savings are being quote unquote invested into, whether it be, you know, just a traditional savings account, whether it be sticking it under your mattress, which I hope is not the case, whether you're putting it into other really interest bearing investment vehicles, are you buying real estate with it? What kind of assets do you have and what that looks like? And that can help you understand really what kind of money you're working with. And typically the more money you have or the more diversified your net worth is, sometimes it can really benefit you to have somebody who Maybe you have a lot of money you want to invest in something outside of some of your more traditional investments, such as 401ks, IRAs, and so on and so forth. And so that can be a really beneficial move for you to bring in a financial advisor and get some input and some feedback on maybe alternative investments or other things that you can put your money towards that can either be to meet your goals. Maybe it's a safer investment that still brings in a nice amount of interest-bearing results that you need for a five-year goal or maybe 10, 15-year goal and you can be a bit more risky with that. What does an alternative investment look like there? So I mentioned it before, but what are your financial goals? Do you have very straightforward goals that you already have in mind how you're gonna meet those goals? Do you have aggressive goals or complex goals that are really difficult for you to understand which vehicles they would be best to reside in from a tax perspective or from a longevity of them sitting in an account perspective? You know, what are your goals? What do they look like? That can help drive whether you think you need an expert to help you dive in and dissect some of those goals and how you're going to attain the goals that you have. The last thing is what kind of risk are you looking at? You know, are you a very risk averse person? Are you the person who sticks money under a mattress because you don't trust the banking institutions? How do you feel about brokerage accounts? How do you feel about stocks and bonds? Do you know enough about them to feel a certain way? What is your risk tolerance with, you know, risk versus return? Because we know that those are very highly correlated and actually inversely correlated. So usually the more risk you take, the higher returns you can get. What proportionally of your liquid excess do you want to put towards maybe higher risk versus lower risk? And again, that has to do with your age and then also just your general mindset and feeling around risk. What's happened to you in the past? What have you put money into in the past that maybe has impacted you negatively? And so you think of risk in different ways now. So I also want you guys to think of not just those aspects of where you're at in your life and in your financial life, but also there are specific scenarios that can help you determine if and when you need a financial advisor or really just someone to help you out with your finances. So the first one could be like, Generally speaking, if you're just very unsure how to invest your money. So right now, maybe you're putting it into like a traditional Bank of America checking and savings account. Maybe you have a lot of your money into your stacking account, which I actually personally know people who do, and it's making 0.001% interest. Well, there's some very simple and very safe ways you can quickly and easily move that money around so that you can start generating more money on that money in a way that's going to help you start to snowball that wealth. So maybe you need some help from the 401k and IRA standpoint, 
okay, my money's in a Roth IRA, but what does that mean? You know, what am I invested in? Well, you're not really invested in anything specifically. That's more the tax and the rules behind how you can take that money out structure. But now we need to further invest that money within your Roth IRA. So there's always going to be probably ways where you're unsure of how to invest your money. And if you don't want to think about that, learn about it, you have time to really understand it yourself, that maybe is a time when you want to introduce a financial advisor. If you're going through a major event, merging finances, you're getting married, you have a baby on the way, you have a divorce, you're nearing retirement, these major milestones may also warrant or dictate using a financial advisor. I will say, I have a couple of clients who came to me after the fact, and unfortunately, I wish I would have talked to them years before. I wasn't doing this years before, but I really wish they would have come to me before the major event happened. So whether it be a death in the family and your estate planning is not fully clear and complete and understood by the family, whether it be you got divorced and you didn't settle things in a way that is going to be financially lucrative for you and now you're post that divorce and you have brought me on and now we're trying to navigate what this new world looks like. It's a great time to be doing it post-divorce, but I, again, I wish I would have gotten to them pre-divorce so that you can set yourself up in a way where there's certain things that you know you can ask for of your spouse or ex-spouse and vice versa that you can either benefit from that or gain some additional financial resources that then you can use now in your independent financial life. If you receive lump sum of funds, so it can be in any form, like maybe it's an inheritance, maybe you win the lottery, maybe you have a big settlement, a medical settlement with a company because something happened to you. Maybe it's workers comp in some form or fashion that something happened to you on the job. There's so many things that could happen in your life where you have gotten a lump sum of money. And it's funny because I just saw this in my Instagram this morning and it was a guy, I think he sounded like he was 21 years old calling in, his dad had died and given him $200,000. And actually, he called in into Dave Ramsey, and he gave him some pretty good advice. And I think it goes to show that in a lot of ways, people just spend that money in a very irresponsible way and very disrespectful way to the money. And so in a lot of cases, you don't have to do anything immediately or right away. But I think at that point, if you're really stuck and really don't know what to do, hire somebody to help you figure that out to navigate it for you where you're emotions your heart isn't involved in that money and you can actually have a third party who wants to help you maximize that money and you know keep that money and you want to make sure not only do you preserve it but that you can grow it in a way that is intelligent based on your financial situation if you need accountability i've gotten this a lot i've had clients hire me just to keep them accountable of their spending every month just to make sure that they aren't overspending that they're not overdoing it that they're spending responsibly Sometimes they'll ask me if it's okay to spend this money. I know there was a segment on Susie Orman when she had the Susie Orman show and it was, can I afford it? And I loved that segment. She would get a glimpse in this person's life and they would ask her if they could buy this thing or this experience. And it's usually something that required a, a large lump sum of money. And she would, you know, approve them or deny them. That is a really great time when you should bring on a financial advisor. If you need accountability that is beyond yourself, that's beyond your family, that's really can save you thousands and thousands of dollars a year, potentially. If you can have someone really hold you accountable, see the big picture, make you aware of what you're spending and why you're spending it. Debt management and consolidation is another big one. 
I know, again, I've dealt with a lot of people who have different forms of debt and they're like, what do I start with? How do I manage this? What's the most important debt? I have done some podcasts about prioritization of debt and when you should tackle certain debts at certain amounts of time and strategically building your wealth while also dwindling down your debt in a way that you can do both of those at the same time. There are really important and strategic ways you can do that. And it could be something where you're like, I'm clearly not doing this well on my own. Let me bring somebody in to help see maybe a different way or to see the bigger picture and help me manage, consolidate and reduce that debt. So that's a little bit about, you know, kind of when and why you would need a financial advisor and something to think about in your personal situation when the time comes when you want to maybe hire somebody on. And again, I encourage you guys, I encourage my clients, if you don't see the value in a financial advisor anymore, fire them, fire them, get rid of them, move on. I would say the same thing. If I have a client that's not listening to me or doing what I need them to do, I'm not gonna just keep working with them because then you're now paying me money to do something for you and it's not even working in your favor and it's not growing and supporting and strategizing properly to build your financial future. It's not doing much. So I think there's also this thing of if you hire somebody in this mindset, if you hire somebody that you need to stay with them forever. I actually don't agree with that and I don't think that that's necessary. I think you need to pay somebody for a service for as long as that service is providing a value and a very tangible value to you. So keep that in mind when you do, you know, think about when and why you want to hire a financial advisor. So the next thing is, I think there's also some mistakes to avoid when choosing a financial advisor. So I want to get into that a little bit with you too. So the first mistake is really hiring an advisor who is not a fiduciary. And that may seem like a word that's big, you don't understand it, you've never heard it before, but a fiduciary is really defined as an individual who is ethically bound to act in another person's best interest. You always wanna make sure whoever is maybe over your trust, your trustees, yourself, anyone who is managing your money or overseeing your money has your best interest in mind. And that's why I like what I do and the way that I've kind of modeled my business is I am not tied to a financial institution. I'm not tied to a product. I do not sell products to any of my clients. If I am not fully supportive of those products, if I have not in a lot of cases used them myself, and if I don't think that they're gonna benefit that person in that stage of their life. And there's a lot of financial advisors out there who push products that ultimately are giving them a bigger payday than you. So make sure your financial advisor is a fiduciary and is looking out for your best interests. You will know it when you talk to them. You will know it by what they advise you and if it makes sense or not and what products they're trying to get you into. You will know it if something doesn't feel right, sound right, you don't understand it. Don't feel obligated to do it. I just, I wanna strongly push that to you guys. Do not feel obligated to do it. The second thing is hiring the first advisor that you meet. I would definitely recommend talking to people. I think a financial advisor is similar to like finding a good therapist. You need to find someone you connect with at a deeper level. You need to find someone that you really feel like is gonna have your, again, best interest at heart. You need to find someone who is so passionate about building your wealth as you are or you want to be, but you don't have the time or the energy for, you really need to connect with that person on a deep level. So don't just find someone from an Instagram ad and they have a lot of you know followers and just think that that's the best person for you. Really shop around and the first person you talk to, don't feel obligated to go with them. 
Choosing an advisor with the wrong specialty or choosing an advisor that, again, doesn't specialize or doesn't offer quote-unquote products that align with what you actually need. Now, that may be kind of hard to assess, but I strongly encourage you guys, you're adults, okay? You're adults, you know enough about your life and enough about products you've heard about, Google something. If something is completely foreign to you, Google it. And if it doesn't make sense to you, if it doesn't sound like it aligns with anything that's gonna help you right now in your stage, in your life, in your financial journey, don't do it. And don't go with that advisor if they don't seem to know a lot about the things that you feel like you need, even if what you think you need is on a very, very high level and very broad because you're not an expert in this and we shouldn't expect you to be. So that's the other thing. Don't go with an advisor that isn't really aligned with your needs. Picking an advisor with an incompatible strategy is another one. So don't go with somebody who is, again, like specializes in bonds when you're a young investor who is not risk averse. You're really interested in finding some risky approaches to build your wealth quicker. Really make sure that the strategy that they are also used to building and the expertise they have aligns with your strategy. Not asking about credentials is also a big thing. So don't go with somebody, and you might not know what credentials they should have, but that's fine. Just ask. Ask what they have and what they have successfully passed in terms of testing, and just to make sure they at least like know what that means <laughs> at minimum. You don't have to know that what they're saying is 100% correct, and I will say there's a couple tests out there that are pretty easy. One of the things that a lot of people won't have because it's very, very specialized and it takes a long time to actually get this is a, a CFP. So it's a certified financial planner. I don't have that yet. I strive to become this and I still need a couple more years under my belt before I can actually become that. But ask if they have taken certain financial advisory tests like the Series 7, the Series 66, or the Series 65. Those tests, at least one of them, depending on how they advise you, are necessary for them to actually be legitimately advising you. And the good thing with those tests is they really give you, or I guess the financial advisor, a nice baseline so that what they are advising you to do, they understand it to a level that they are, they can comprehend what they're telling you to do and they're not just throwing words out there that they've heard or that they've seen on Instagram or TikTok. This is a big one for me. And it's probably the last one we'll talk about in terms of mistakes, not understanding how they are paid. So I personally am paid monthly and it's a flat fee. And I like being paid that way because you're not paying me based on certain products that I'm pushing. So a lot of people are paid on, you know, based on the annuities they sell or the life insurance that they sell you. And it's never term insurance, by the way. Term life insurance is typically one of the things that I talk about with all my clients, depending on if you have dependents or people dependent on you financially. If you don't, don't buy it. It's a waste of money, okay? But, you know, universal variable life insurance, all of those insurance policies that a lot of people will try and convince you are good investment products are not that, and they make money off of those. Those are commission-based for those advisors. Same thing with annuities. Certain annuities will not make sense for your financial journey or your financial needs, but financial advisors will push them because they are making money off of those. They are commissioning off of those products. The other thing in that I actually don't advise you to go to, and it might be a really easy way to do it because you're not paying somebody out of pocket a month like you're doing for me, is when you pay a financial advisor and they are making a percentage based on assets under management. 
First of all, if you go that route, do not ever pay anybody more than 1%. You should never be paying them more than 1% of the money that you have with them that they're managing for you. And I will say, I've heard it actually from a couple of different people, a couple of different really strong mentors that I look up to in this industry, that if you're paying somebody a percentage of assets under management, the goal is that you grow, right? That you grow your wealth, that your wealth accumulates. Oftentimes, the more wealth you have, it snowballs and it starts growing exponentially in those portfolios, in those accounts. The more wealth you have, just think about what that one percentage becomes. There is a possibility that they could be making between 50,000 to a couple of million off of you a year, depending on the size of your portfolio. Now, let's say you have $100,000 with them or maybe even $10,000 with them. Obviously, that number is low, but the more wealth you make, which is great, the more wealth they make off of your wealth. In some cases, in my experience, there isn't much happening in my portfolios to actually justify them making that money off of me and off of my wealth a year. And that's just less money I'm gonna have compounding and growing year over year. So. Again, make sure you understand how they're being paid, how much they're being paid, how often they're being paid. It is absolutely critical. And if you don't understand it, don't go with them. If they're shady about it, don't go with them. That is ultimately your money and they should be very transparent with what that looks like. The last thing I wanted to do is just give you guys a list of some questions to ask your financial advisor as you're developing this relationship or as you're evaluating for the potential you know, financial advisor fit for you. So the first thing is when they're developing a financial plan for you, really how would you build an understanding of my needs and goals? So have them kind of reiterate that back to you. I told you where I'm at, how would you start building a plan Plan for me that meets those needs and goals? How do you update my plan if my needs and goals change? How do you factor in social security benefits into your client's retirement plans? That is a good one, guys, because that's something that may not be there in 30 years. And I think we need to assess that appropriately. Are you able to provide resources to assist with estate planning? What type of tax planning guidance can you provide? Who on your team is able to provide assistance with these topics? And what are their credentials? Investment management decisions. Who would be responsible for recommending investments for my portfolio? What makes them qualified to make portfolio decisions? Do they have a demonstrated performance history I can review? Finding the right mix of investments. How would you determine the right asset allocation mixes of stocks, bonds, and other investments in my portfolio? How frequently would you actually review my portfolio asset allocation and determine if it's still the right mix? Would my asset allocation change if your market outlook changed? Who's responsible for making market forecasts? Do you, they, have a demonstrated history of making strategic market calls I can review? Again, going back to the fees, what are I, what am I paying you directly and what are you being compensated on that I receive? Again, reviewing commissions and the, sale, the selling of insurance products, funds, and other financial products. What kind of reporting would I receive from you regarding my account? What kinds of tools and resources do you provide to help clients understand what's going on in the market? What is your communication plan to help clients remain calm and disciplined through ups and downs in the market periods? How long have you been investing in global markets? Who is responsible for monitoring global markets for opportunities and risks? How do you decide which countries to invest in and which to avoid? How do you determine where and when to invest in each country's equity market? So a lot of questions there, a lot of things to ask, but I think all very valid points when you start working with an investor. And I will say if they don't have at least a basic answer for you, it's probably because they they either don't have experience in it or they maybe don't operate as 
broadly as you would like them to. And so I wanted to kind of end this podcast saying a financial advisor isn't right for everybody, but it could be a very valuable addition or resource for you as you're starting to make more money, as your goals and your assets get more complex, as you maybe come into more money in your later years. It can really be a huge benefit to have that on your side, that third party that can make sure that your money is going where it should be going. It's working for you. So I'm going to end the podcast here. And as always, respect yourself by respecting your money, guys. And we'll talk soon.